Bergwijn to Sicily, takes his man on, gets away from Jetta, handles inside, McAvoy to Smith, to 45, to goal, brilliant Hawthorne. High footy, Sicily was there, McAvoy in front, couldn't mark it, off hands, Bruce around the corner, bread and butter for him though. The shield now Hartung, the shimmy, Ryan is still, Gunston normally finishes off well, Gunston over the left shoulder, he's got another for the Hawks, Melbourne running out of time and the Hawks will win and they play Brisbane next week. Yes, Hawthorne snuck home by three points to record their second win of the season, reminding Melbourne of their mediocrity yet again. We saw the old guards stand up and the young guns fire, and the win capped off a pretty positive week overall for the club. Hello, I'm Nick Mason, and welcome to the most must-hear podcast for all fans of the Hawthorne Football Club. We've got plenty to get through this episode, starting with a review of our Round 7 triumph, plus we'll get to our team for this week's clash against the Lions. And joining me is a man who went browsing for a Tim O'Brien badge, only to discover a distinct shortage in stock. Welcome, yeah, Tiz. Neither available at Waverley nor at Glen Ferry. Oh, wow. Don't, you did a round trip, did you? Yeah, well, I went in on Monday. It's all gone. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> I guess he played a blinder and people have responded. Well, it's the number 23, isn't it? I mean, you just have to wear that and you're, you're home and hosed. Yeah, I guess it is. He did play a sensational game on the weekend. Or he might have had one, you know, really big fan came in and bought the whole lot up. Who knows? No, no. <laughs> you haven't. What? How many? You got some badges, did you? <laughs> I, I managed to, to find a couple from past years. Okay. But none from this year. Well, I think... Here they are. Well, oh, you've got them here. Yeah, have a go. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you're giving me one. Yeah. What have we yeah. got here? It looks like they've just taken the same photo and put it with two different backgrounds. <laughs> that might be the case. What year have I got here? Can I tell what year? Uh, well, he started in 2014, so... So it's it's one it's one of those. Well, we've one gone, of the premiership years. Are we officially on the Tim O'Brien bandwagon? <laughs> Is that oh, what's think, happening here? I think I am. I couldn't quite believe how well he played. He played sensationally. Uh, so we did win by three points, listeners. Just catching you up in case you missed the game. <laughs> uh, feel free to rate and review us on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at Hawk Talk Pod. Uh, Tiz, did you know we've got another five star rating on iTunes? That was pretty nice. Did you did, catch did that, that one? Did they leave a review? I don't think they did. Okay. No. Fair <laughs> but please, do leave a review. We love reading them. There have been some really complimentary yeah, ones. There so. have been a couple of good ones. Yeah, very flattering of you, Tiz, as well, which I, I always love to see how you handle that. Yeah, well, I, I just managed to get through the door this week, so... <laughs> well, we're going to review the game, and it's a pleasure this week. We've had some pretty low lows this year, but uh, this was a good win. Very sweet indeed. So what did you think was the main difference with our performance this week? Um, again, I put it down to intensity and confidence. I know I, I bang on about those two words, but it seems like there was genuine effort there. We turned up to play. We were on. Well, you could see we were on from the outset. And, and quantitatively... Our pressure mm. acts were through the roof. That's what I love too. When I say intensity, I am referring mostly to um, defensive pressure. Tom Mitchell had a game-high 36 pressure acts. The closest from Melbourne was Jack Viney with 27. Which uh, they were on par in terms of their games. They, they were the standouts for each respective team. But it's great to hear that. Tom Mitchell, I, I want to get to Tom Mitchell a bit later because... Um, I mean, what a year he's having. It's spectacular. But we'll get into that 
in more you wanna, detail. You want to stay with Tim O'Brien? Yeah, I've got to be honest. I do kind of want to keep riding this Tim O'Brien bandwagon we've got set up here. Keep it rolling along, I say, Tiz. <laughs> what you got for me in terms of his stats? So his five contested marks were a clear Brilliant. standout for us. Absolutely. Uh, Ten marks in total I have here from the AFL.com.au. Thirteen and touches. And he seemed to make his own space and get clear of the defender. And Yeah, definitely. I, I noticed, obviously, looking at his marks, he dominated in the air, but particularly the, uh, the Amy Park half of the ground. I don't know what you'd call that, but that wing, he just dominated there. He made that half of the ground his own. Uh, and he opened our account for the day. Beautiful set shot. Yes. Yeah. On the boundary. Did yeah. you back him in? No. No, no. <laughs> you can be honest. It's fine. I had, uh, I had Langford for first goal. And you were so close, weren't you? Well, he took the mark 15 out almost directly in front and got put on an acute angle. Yeah, he was on a pretty tough angle, it's got to be said. Well, he didn't mark it there. Why did they put him so far? Anyway, he missed. Yep, yeah, you missed out. You missed out on your payday. The mate <sighs> I was standing next to was standing to my mate, Matty. He had uh, Tim O'Brien for first goal oh, and was rewarded handsomely. Yeah, good he on had him. a dollar. On no. He had a single dollar. What did he pay? He paid 23. Oh, of course he Easy did. money. Easy money. Actually, so, now, good on you, Matty. Yep. 20, this is fantastic, all right. So, Timmy debuted against Brisbane in yeah. Launceston okay. in round one 2014 and kicked the first goal for Hawthorne <laughs> that year. Okay. Right? We went on to win by eight goals. Bruce and Ruffy both kicked five. Yep. And we ran away with it in the final quarter, right? Yep. Now, this week... It was a beautiful kick, by the way. It was 19, mm. 45 out on a 45-degree angle, went through just below the post. All right. Wonderful goal, and we're all thinking, how good's this kid going to be? Yeah. Now, he hasn't had a look in for a while. That's right. Well, This weekend, yeah. he's 23. Mm. He's playing his 23rd game, <laughs> and he's wearing 23. Oh, that's spooky. <laughs> and you just bought 23 Tim O'Brien badges. <laughs> I did not want that. <laughs> I did not buy 23. Well, you got at least two or three, don't you? As far as I can tell. Now I've got well, one one's of them, for so, you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there you go. All right, well, I'll hold on to that one. And um, let's look at another player who's shone on the weekend. Yet again, big boy Ben McAvoy. Yeah, he's another playing excellently game. this year. Yeah. He is, he is. He's so good. Uh, 12 touches, four marks, an amazing 53 hitouts, which I think I read during the wow. during the week. That's a record for him. Yeah, he's broken his own record. Yeah, so good from on From a him. couple of weeks ago. Good on you, big boy. Uh, Hawthorne had 61 hitouts in total. So there you go. That says it all. Who got the other nine? <laughs> well, I'm, guess, I'm guessing O'Brien because they were throwing him into the ruck. Yeah. So I'm going to guess it was him. But uh, Melbourne had 24 total. Yeah, well... So, I mean, are, Big Boy just monstered them. We, I know they didn't have their rucks in. Yeah. With well, Spencer we knew we were going to do quite well in the ruck. Well, that's that's the thing. Like, when, when you look at a team on paper and you look at Melbourne who have no ruck stocks, you would hope that you dominate. And Big Boy did exactly that. He, he did what you would hope and he did more than that. So, outstanding so, game once again. So, what did you think was the determining factor? Why did we win and Melbourne lost? Um... Well, I mean, ultimately, probably composure, decision-making, and effort and intensity when it counted, when Just it came to the crunch. Our disposal efficiency was so much better than Melbourne's. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was It was a lot better. I, you know, Their forward structure was shocking until that third quarter when it looked like Hawthorne would never come back. I mean, that third quarter, those third quarters again, they've killed us all year and they threatened to undo us again. Um, it was the only way Melbourne had a look in. Because the first half, we had full control of that game and we yeah. looked 
well, they we, looked, we looked like deserved winners. There was and no they looked question. lethargic. That's right. And then we didn't shut the front door on them. And they just came in. They came breezing through. Yeah, there were a couple of easy goals. It was the, bad. In that was... run of play. We couldn't get back the momentum. But um, yeah. thank goodness they didn't get the lead and run run away with it. Quarter yeah. time came at exactly the right moment for it, us. It, it really did. And it, and it looks like, you know, I said to someone watching it, I was in M10 and I said, this is almost the final piece of the puzzle for, for what this year is shaping up to be. Like, mm. we, we've certainly capitulated after half time before. We've been smashed well and truly. Really, the only thing we needed to do is get a lead and blow it because we haven't done that this year. So it was that was looking very likely. And Lewis looked like he'd be the agent to do it. He did. Well, you know, I tipped he was bound to get one goal at least. So when he got that one, I'm like, well, yeah, you know. That he got was, two, didn't he, in the end? Well, he did. He, yeah. kicked a, he kicked a very vital one near the end, which... Uh, it's like Stratton was trying to hit him. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't you? <laughs> oh, no, no, I mean, he tapped the ball down for him for the perfect goal. Yeah, anyway. Well. <laughs> um, so, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, in terms of what got us over, I w- I'd like to say all this. Th- well, all, I tell you what, you know, Hardwick's the- efficiency coming off the hard back, halfback flank, uh, Hardwick flank, the Hardwick <laughs> flank was uh, might as well call it that was at terrific, this stage. and it was a real highlight for us. He gathered eighteen touches, seven marks, eighty-nine mm. percent uh, disposal efficiency, and he's still so young. I mean, the improvement in that guy is terrific. Well, you got to remember, this guy was a forward in the in the <laughs> tack cup, right. you know, and he was yeah. leading their goal kicking. He's just completely. Changed his whole game style. Well, let, let me tell you this, Tiz. Over four games this season, he's averaged 91% disposal efficiency over those four games, averaging 17 disposals, six marks, and four score involvements. Yeah. There you go. Pretty exciting stuff. He's come out of nowhere. And he knows how to hit a lead, too. He does. He does. We've seen that. I would not have tipped this. I've got to be honest. I did not flag Blake Hardwick as being as important as he is to us right now. But I would, I love, I love his game at the moment. I'd love to see more of him, and it looks like we're going to. But we'll get to team soon. And um, Ryan Burton, he Ryan was Burton, yep, absolutely. Not, I, not great at the man marking yet, <laughs> got to say. But when he has the ball, yep. you're never in any doubt that we'll retain it. Really, yeah, that's right. Uh, look. It's just one of those games where Ryan Burden was in my honourable mentions. I right. couldn't couldn't fit him into my best. <laughs> wow! Because uh, you know, which is saying something. It was it was just such an improvement on what we tried to do in Tassie, or, or in fact didn't try to do. We didn't look like we were there at all at times. Yep. But um, Sean Burgoyne stepped up eventually. I got to say that first quarter he. Mm. They ran through him a couple of times with a few tackles that he couldn't stick, and was, and then Clarko moved him forward, yeah. and he looked much better there. And then he went into the it's midfield, almost, almost like they listened to this podcast. Here, no, well, when he went into the midfield, it's terrific for us because yeah. he was a real steadying influence. Well, he did a few clutch things. Oh, that goal from fifty was perfect, wasn't it? But he gone. He went. <laughs> well, I, I'll tell stage. you this: BT didn't think much of it, didn't he? He didn't get too excited. And, and I'll say this: he didn't get too excited about much. You would have heard, listeners, at the start of this program, the highlights package I cut I together. Heard the, I heard the call where he says Timmy O'Brien could have given that to Ruffhead when they're both in the goal square. <laughs> you know, come on, BT. <laughs> Just it was between BT and Hamish, and I didn't want to linger on this too long, but I had to mention it. Did not seem interested in Hawthorne at all. I don't know if that's just me being petty, but I don't know. See for yourself, listeners. Like, log on to... It's on YouTube. Like, AFL, their account on YouTube, they've uploaded the highlights package. Yeah. If you have a watch of that, see what they do when Melbourne are really coming in the third quarter. Is this, and it's, is this and it's Hawthorne exciting. fatigue, but in the commentators now? I think it is. Yeah. 
I, I, they're not interested in us doing well. And it's a common theme. I and you saw it in the media this week. That lovely letter from the Melbourne supporter. Oh, was they were so devastated at how <laughs> bad Melbourne were that yeah. they didn't give us any credit for any of our work. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. And don't you worry, we're going to get to that letter. <laughs> I not, I, I Are imagine, you going to read it out? No, I'll read some choice Have cuts. You, actually, it's terrific. <laughs> if you if you're listening now, you should check out who they dropped from that Melbourne team. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll be out at the moment. Uh, now, we'll get to that letter. For any listeners who aren't across it, we'll, we'll keep you updated. Don't worry. Uh, let's go through some more names. You, you spoke of Roughhead before. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, we had our concerns, but, uh, geez, didn't he just explode back into form at the yeah. end of the day? And he um, took his opportunities. It was beautiful. Four goals he ended up with. And it just looked like he was back. It was like vintage Roughhead most of the time. I what really about the late it. inclusion, Nick? The late inclusion. Yeah, yeah. Amira goes know. out of the side. Don't know who you could be talking about. What? Will? Oh, that's right. Yeah, Langford guess, came in yeah. and he played a blinder in that first half. <laughs> he was terrific. He <laughs> fell away in the second half, but he was really good. Look. He set up that win. I, I will say, <laughs> you're trying to press my buttons here. <laughs> I will say that I was jumping and screaming like a lunatic he when kicked he kicked a that good goal. goal. He wound back the clock oh, to t- 2014. I tell you what, any junior clinic you're taught to run towards the goal, open up the angle. <laughs> Not Will. <laughs> just put it in from the pocket. Is that because he knew he could do it or it's just a deficiency in his football <laughs> logic? At least he did it. Who cares? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who cares? He did it. Again, another example. And he example. loved it, didn't he? Oh, he, lo- he well, loved I would lo- it. Everyone around the ground loved it. Well, not it Melbourne It gave us a real but- pep too because we were struggling a bit there. Look, that's the other thing. You know, one more time on BT... Have, oh, you, heard, he, he, have you heard the call for that? No. Too preoccupied with whether it was touched or not. Touched no. by, what, by it, the umpire that he hit the chest? <laughs> no, just like not at all uh, preoccupied with what an amazing goal it was. Yeah. Just was it touched? Was it touched? No, it wasn't. <laughs> oh, wow, what a, just oh, one of the God. great calls, BT. Yeah, Thanks well done, that. BT. Bloody idiot. That annoyed me so much. That, that goal... Did not get the credit it deserved. That was a bloody brilliant goal, that one. Uh, now, we're moving on. Well, we're not moving on. I, I want to linger on Langford just for one second. Oh, um, we're going to get to his disposal efficiency. Well, we are. We yeah. are. One of our listeners, Bob, hit us up uh, with Langford's stats. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, it's at Hawk Talk Pod. Now, Bob tweeted at us saying Langford at 55% efficiency, yeah. but never gave up and kept working and tackling. That's always been my claim. Yep. He's enthusiastic. That's, that's true. It's all effort with Langers. Now, uh, just to, to add on to that, uh, he recorded the second most tackles for the day for Hawthorne with nine, just behind Mitchell, who had 12. Yeah. So there you go. It's pretty big, isn't it? And 21 pressure acts. So 21 pressure acts. That, that is very good. But only two clearances, which is a little curious. That, that seems down for him. Yeah, Burgoyne led the way there with seven, and then there you go. Then Mitchell with six. Well, that's it, isn't it? We've kept Mitchell. We're, we've saved the best till last, I reckon, because he has been enormous. Now, I noticed one of our followers, Aaron... He's, he's leading the Peter Crimmins medal at the moment for me. Oh, absolutely. And, Just ahead and for of, a lot of people. Oh, yeah. It's, it's out of those two, for sure. Now, uh, Aaron tweeted about Tom Mitchell, one of our followers. Didn't tweet at us directly, but I thought this was interesting. She said, I think our substandard performances so far this year have overshadowed how well Tom Mitchell has slipped into our squad. Thoughts, Tiz? Well, he's in a role where he does, he's not beholden to anyone else. So <laughs> <laughs> he'd just get, get, see ball, get ball, 
<laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. So it'd be hard to be exposed there. Well, but. he's averaging a competition high 33.9 disposals oh, per I've match. Seen his, I've seen his price rise in fantasy. You're lucky you didn't pick him in your worst team, you know. That was never going to happen, Tiz. <laughs> Don't even look at me like that was ever going to happen. <laughs> now, on the weekend, he racked up 31, 16 of which were contested, uh, six clearances, 12 tackles, three rebounds, 50s, and three inside 50s. Yeah, well. Now, as far as I'm concerned... Let the rest of the competition become preoccupied with what's happening with O'Meara and his dodgy knee. I knees. Well, knees at this yeah, point. Yeah, you're right. It's not, the, it's not the one that he had operations on, Nick. But our club's come out and said that. Oh, okay. I don't want you spreading disinformation. <laughs> okay. It was a knock to his good knee. Right, okay. Well, everything's fine No, I'm fine not sure then. it's the right one. I'm not <laughs> <laughs> could be the left. I have no idea. You, you know, there's just is, no way of knowing. There's a lot of smoke and mirrors, I feel. Yeah. Now. I reckon. But, you know, let people talk. As far as I'm concerned, the big story for us is And now he's Mitchell. getting a block of conditioning. Well, yeah, O'Meara's getting a block of conditioning. That's right. Um, when do you reckon he's coming back? Um, is he going skiing, maybe, with the, <laughs> with the Melbourne fans? Is that what's happening? <laughs> oh, that was a cheap drive-by. I love it. <laughs> be plenty more of those. Just watch out, <laughs> listeners. Uh, but I reckon, you know, Mitchell's he's arguably our MVP. And there'll be all this talk about how he lost to Mitchell... We've gained a Mitchell, and mm. uh, he's a bloody good Mitchell. I'll tell you that. We would be true. You know, if supporters have lost the faith this year that we're going to be anything decent for a few years, if we didn't have Tom Mitchell, wow, that would be, we would be truly lost without Tom Mitchell right it's now. It's a great pickup, especially when you consider what we gave up for him. And he's a made player. Can you take us back? Because I, I seem to, I, I get all mixed up with what happened now, in the draft we, period. We just gave off pick 10 or. I think, yeah, it you was know, something like that. We picked up Tom Mitchell. I mean, it's terrific. Yeah. Well, it's it's working out. I love Tom Mitchell's stuff. I love his game at the moment. Uh, let's get to some burning questions ahead of the next round. Now, Tiz, as far as our veterans are concerned, has the fire in the belly been reignited? Um, I think Burgoyne certainly decided that he wasn't going to lose that game. Yeah, that's true. And you saw that in the last minute with that desperate tackle to keep the ball in the centre. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Ruffin and Hodgie, stood up. Hodgie's turning up every week. Um, Poppy didn't have a big impact on the weekend. I was surprised. Yeah, yeah Poppy's a difficult one this year. Because he's a, he's a role player. He's, you it, know. It's not that he does much wrong. He's just uh, fairly invisible out there this year. Yeah, well, it's always been a concern for Poppy. Do you reckon? Well, I feel know. like he gi- he's given more in the last few years. Well, he's, he's not a hit-up player, is he? You well, know, no. They don't look for him going forward. No. He's there to pressure the defence because, you know, they had Hunt and um, yeah. that other bloke they brought in who kept being called Hunt by BT but wasn't actually Hunt. <laughs> uh, I forget. Jeez, Wagner, I think it was. <laughs> we've, anyway. We've laid into him today. But well, I, I mean, mean, one has a headband you. and one doesn't. And <laughs> I anyway. mean, he deserves it. Anyway. <laughs> so, Poppy, Poppy still had 25 pressure acts, which is huge. Yeah, you know? okay. So, yeah. you, don't, you don't see him. His game isn't one that that comes across on the telly very well. Well, it didn't. Really. That's, that's the you know, fact and you of don't, it. it. And really you, don't see, you don't even see him at the ground, unless you're specifically watching Poppy. Yeah. You yeah. don't see that he's making sure that, that he harasses their defenders. And I just feel like that wasn't always the case. I don't know. Maybe I'm being too harsh on him. I know, I know a few oh, of our fans... Oh, he's definitely out of form. Yeah. I know a few of our fans, our followers, are, are a bit down on him as well, but not to the point of being... But it's not like he's missing goals or anything. He's no. Not, he's not doing an Alex Fasolo, getting the ball out in front <laughs> and kicking it out on the full. No. You know, he's not no. costing the team in that respect. This, this is what I'm saying. He's not he's, making mistakes that are costing yeah. the team. 
yeah, as far as I'm concerned. I just... But you'd have to think Cade Stewart's getting a little bit antsy. I mean, he's performing <laughs> in Box Hill and yeah. you can see Poppy there. And oh, He looked really good coming into the season, Cade Stewart. He got the first round and then yeah. didn't get another look, really. It's a shame. I, I want to see him in the senior side. I want to see game time into him. But, uh, you know, who knows? Maybe we'll see that in the weeks coming. Uh, now, Tiz, another third quarter slump, as we touched upon earlier. What do you reckon happens in the rooms at halftime at the moment? And what needs to change? <laughs> well, I tell you what needed the change. Yeah. How Melbourne were attacking. Yes, like, yeah, that's true. They were terrible going forward. Mm. And they just said, well, we're so far behind. All we're going to do is attack. And they put their fastest players on the wings and, and really exposed us. Well, it wasn't just the and wings. And then we took ages. We took a long time to react to that. We did. I don't feel it was just the, the wings. It felt like that's where it started. And then we just surrendered the centre corridor. So often they were able to transition from the wing into the centre corridor and just run through there, just zoom all the way down. Yeah. And it, it did take us a long time to but do it was something the, about yeah, that. The numbers. It was strength in numbers through the corridor there. Handballing and... You, yeah. if, you, if you see the handball to kick ratio, Melbourne, mm. especially in that first half, yeah. they, were, they were giving us way too many opportunities to pressure the ball carrier. Yeah, I know supporters for Melbourne were really frustrated with and that as well. that was affecting their disposal efficiency and that's where we will win the ball back and sending it over their heads for easy goals and hit it, hitting up our forwards. So is it, is it a matter then of acclimatising to what's happening in the game? Well, no, it, it, it speaks to uh, how they change their tactics and us not reacting quick enough. Well, I mean, surely that's... Is that the fault of Clarko and his coaching group or...? Not, not exactly. I mean, it is in, in one respect, but we mm. were still... We, we just weren't able to change the momentum. Yeah, yeah. Momentum's a tricky thing. You know, once it starts going one way, it's hard to turn And for it a back. young side... Yeah, they get panicky and they take the wrong decisions mm. uh, on who to mark and things like that. Now you mentioned Stuart before. What's happening down at Box Hill? Because I know you, I, I had things to do, so I, I couldn't listen to the well, whole they're, thing. They're four wins on the trot now. Yes, and, very good. Uh, they had a lovely little win against Geelong, fourteen goals, eleven ninety-five mm-hmm. to eight goals, five fifty-three. Yep. And I got to say, Cousins was exceptional. Uh, Twenty-eight. Disposals, five inside fifties, five rebound fifties. It seems like he's having a good year in general, actually, Cousins, from what I hear. Yeah, oh, he looks really good. Of course, he's yeah. still rookie listed. So. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I did listen to a bit of it, and uh, oh, huh. <laughs> uh, this, this is this is just brilliant. Yeah. So it's a it's a huge day down at Geelong. They've got Box Hill, Geelong turning up for the pregame. For the Women's League, the first yes, that's BFL right. Women's game, yep. which is scheduled for 2 o'clock. Yep. You know, prime time. And, uh, what Ge- could Geelong, possibly go wrong? Geelong have a very good... Uh, they've had a Women's League round Geelong for a little while, yep. and so they've got a great team going. And uh, the umpire comes out to bounce the ball at the start of the third quarter, <laughs> and all, all the players are ready. Uh, this is in the, in the men's. Yep. And just... Little two to the siren to say, everyone, look up. They're about to bounce the ball. But yeah. the, the siren just kept going <laughs> just for about <laughs> 15 to 18 minutes. <laughs> just in case anyone needed to know. It was the greatest radio I've heard in years. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, you listened to it on the radio um, too. 12 minutes it took for someone to work out that you could turn down the effects mic. <laughs> oh, okay. So that's what it was. 
How <laughs> odd. So everybody left the ground to go back <laughs> in the rooms. Oh, uh, no. And then they finally got it switched off. Apparently it wasn't the siren, it was the PA. Yeah. Or yeah. something. That's, that's bizarre. Um, but I mean, you know, kudos to... Who were you listening to? Because you linked me to them. I forget. Wasn't it 3 three, <laughs> three CBW or something like that? 3WBC. Three, oh, okay. There it is. You were nearly there. <laughs> that's always there. Yeah, 3WBC. So you can listen to them for all the Box Hill games. They cover them all. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> and that's good to know. It's good to give them a shout out so you can keep up with Box Hill. But um, I oh, mean, that's great listening. Sign, to them. Of, a, sign of quality broadcasters <laughs> to get through something like that. <laughs> I don't know how I would The go poor with boundary it. rider, he'd be nearly deaf. Jeez. <laughs> oh, well, that was entertaining. What did you like about Box Hill besides the Siren Gate? Well, oh, they, they were terrific. But you see, with the Siren Gate came yep. something which was everybody was warmed up and then they mm. went back in the rooms mm. and then they cooled down a bit and then they came out to warm up again. And about 10 minutes after that, yeah. poor little John O'Rourke does a hammy that's going to keep him out for 10 weeks. Oh, it's annoying, isn't so it? So, I mean, it, these unlucky events and yeah. now John O's really looking down the barrel on his career, really. I mean, is he going to get many more opportunities? Well. And he was playing well. It was, I reckon it was time. It's very sad. It is. I reckon it was time to give him a shot. And I, he's, come back from, he's come back from things like this before. You know? oh, is this his third hamstring injury? Something it, like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. It's getting into that. And uh, I and this is a big, this is a terrible injury. Oh, it's ten eight, weeks eight to ten weeks. is a normal yeah. hamstring. Oh, that's a bad one. That's, mm. a, that's a really bad tear. But, you know, I saw people on Twitter going, it's time, move him on. It's like, No, really? you've got to back him in until he's off the list, don't you, Nick? <laughs> I just, I just mean how he's had nine games at Hawthorne. Mm. I mean, is that okay to just go? Well, clearly this guy's done. I just, we haven't seen what he can do yet. Yeah, I it's agree. quite we unfair. We haven't seen what he's capable of. Was it? He was taken number two, wasn't he? Pick two. I think we should approach this with caution rather than just flying off the handle and going. Well, he's done. That's it. He's not the future. I'm like, well, if he'd played fifty he's games, still pretty young. Happened, he is. He is. Oh, look, it, it's a shame. It's frustrating because I wish he had gotten a chance sooner than this and now yeah. this has happened and we won't see him in the seniors for some time. He's, and even then, he's got to work his way back through VFL anyway. So, Well, I mean, uh, look, at, look at Timmy. He yeah. played his first game in 2014. Yep. His 23rd game this week. Yeah. That's a long wait. It is a long wait. You've got to look at it in context, though. 2014, we're in the middle of our three-peat era. Well, he got four so, games that year. Didn't play in 2015. You've got to tough it out. You've got to tough it out. But if, if there's any chance of players getting opportunities, it's now. Yeah. <laughs> let's be honest. That's why he's so unlucky. Because there is a yeah. spot now, really. Mm. Uh, let's get to some questions and comments from Twitter. At Hawk Talk Pod is where you want to head if you want to converse with us. We love hearing from you. Let's go some positives about the game first on the weekend. Uh, loved the way the young players in the half-back line totally backed themselves all match, especially after Birchall was hurt. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, well, you had Burson and Hardwick at the very least. Yeah. Birchall didn't seem to think he was that injured, did he? He, he kept trying to play on. When, in fact, it looks bad. Yeah, it <laughs> did out, look bad. He's out of the side for some weeks Shows now. how tough he is. Well, I never doubted that. Never doubted that at all. Uh, Andrew said, loved McAvoy's game. And more of that from Timmy O'Brien, please. There's another yeah. one for the bandwagon. There's plenty of room. Get on board now. Is it too much to ask to have both Tim O'Brien and Sicily have good games simultaneously? I'll say 
Yes, it is too much to <laughs> it ask. It is too much to ask. Yep, you can't have both. Jizzy got him. angry, sis. Do you reckon? And what yeah. are you referring to? Oh, he's just He just had an ang- angry, frustrated demeanour to him, didn't he? He does sometimes, doesn't he? He's a bit fiery. But, I mean, there weren't that many forwards that performed, you know, on the weekend. Just Timmy and Ruffhead. Yeah, the rest well, of it had it pretty hard. Yeah, that's true. That's true. We heard from, uh, I'm, I, I doubt his name is Bounce, but that's his Twitter handle. Bounce said, uh, Timmy O is continuing to develop Ruffy's best performance of the season. Composure under pressure was there at the end. Which is oh, what, I don't know about that. <laughs> you don't think there was any composure at the end? Uh, got too close for that to be composed, I would have thought. Oh, well, I think the fact that we hit back in the last was something to savour. Well, at the start, you said we sort of held off, and that's exactly how I felt about it. What do you mean? We held off the Demons' run. I mean... Well, look, they got within a point, didn't they? We're a point, we're, we're a point up at three-quarter time, I believe. Yeah, something like that. And it just based on what we've seen this year, it, it felt like that we were just going to fold. I mean, fall over like a house of cards, fall to pieces, and they'll run over the top of us. Yeah. Um, we got another two goals in front after that, yeah, which was true. good to see. We, we held us together, and I know, obviously, it was close, three points. So the D's got back into it again. But, but I, I suppose we kept our structure, didn't we? Yeah, well, we didn't just shut up shop yeah. and, and surrender, which, you know, you wouldn't have blamed anyone at three-quarter time thinking that's exactly what was going to happen. I would have happen. blamed them. would have been a much different podcast. <laughs> uh, we've got Pajomi here as well. I'm not sure Pajomi is the name either, but dying seconds, silk charging across halfback for a contested possession. Moments later, Ruffy courageously making the match-saving yeah, spoil. Yeah, It was really good. Great sport, and it hit the boundary too. Yes, very nice, very nice indeed. We've got some, some concerns. I, I'm surprised you haven't mentioned uh, little Jeffy, Jeffy Gartlett, putting what's, up the three fingers in. What's there to say? Was he predicting the winning margin? Oh, it's just, <laughs> <laughs> that's good, I like that. Oh, Strats. Was he telling Strats how many premierships he'd won? It, Strats must have been bemused by what this bloke was attempting. Oh, he's carrying just... on. And you know, some people have come out during the week saying they don't mind it. Look, I don't either. But the fact is, who got the last laugh? Yeah. I mean, A, he plays for Melbourne. <laughs> B, we won the game. C, Strats his premiership medals. So, I mean, <laughs> count it on one hand. There's your three points, mate. When you get turf from Carlton, too. I mean, <laughs> anyway. Oh, I can't wait to play Carlton this year. It's going to be fun. Uh, <laughs> some concerns, though, coming out of the, uh, the Hawthorne fans. Uh, and that can't. Uh, Brad said, worried about our only way to get out of the back line is contested marks. If we don't win those, we don't win. No plan B. Is that a fair assessment, do you think? I guess it is. Being such a, being quite a, not the quickest side, we sort of have to hold the ball up and wait for our players to run past. Yeah, got to like control it, slow mm. it down and get the game back on our terms. If you think about it, it's very much like soccer in that way. <laughs> well, yeah, it is, it is a bit. But what's funny about this from Brad is I don't necessarily disagree, but... I don't feel it's ever been our strong suit. I don't know. Maybe I'm being a bit harsh on us there. No, well, the point Brad's making is we're not making the space up the line to lead into. Right. Or, or teams are denying us that. So we do okay. have to go for the contested mark. Right. Remember when we were used to seeing a lead-up Gunston or a lead-up Hale just take an easy mark? That's maybe true. Maybe handball out to the wing and then run through? Yep. We don't have that structure in place anymore. And it doesn't work anymore across the league, really. Mm-hmm. Um now, I've got a tweet here from Nat Edwards, who didn't tweet at us directly, but I thought it was worth mentioning, uh, regarding Sicily. Two kicks, poor second efforts, and his attitude needs work. Oh, gee. She yeah, had she a... went bang. Wow. 
Now, uh, that's fair enough, I reckon. I'm do, you not... think you sh- do you think she'll be vindicated? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we'll get to that. But I mean, like at three-quarter time, I think No, he was. had to go. The effort wasn't there. His mind was somewhere else. He was worried about his opponent. Like well, I said, well, he was angry. He was getting confused well, and frustrated. And Well, tis, you know, tis at three-quarter time. Misdirecting his energy. Someone told me in, in M10, they're like, well, Sicily's had two kicks. And I looked at them. I'm like, you're kidding. Two. And they said, yeah, two kicks. I said, for 90 minutes of football, he's touched it twice. Yeah. I just, I, you know, I wouldn't have said to that point he's had a great game, but two kicks. It just seems, yep. oh, it's not one of his better days. Not that he was, uh, not that he stuffed up and made many mistakes, but that just says he just didn't impact anything. What's the point? We are play almost like playing one less on the field. Which I know is harsh, but if you're not touching the footy, if you're not having an impact, you're not having an impact. So we heard from Al as well. I thought we'd cap things off with a bit of a bit of a fun little trivia fact for you. Here it is. I don't know if you're across this. Al says, fun fact, in his 268-game AFL career, Jordan Lewis is yet to win a game against Hawthorne. Brilliant. <laughs> well, it's true. I mean... I love watching him sort of morph into this um, millennium... Lethal Lee. <laughs> he just he, he had the he had the three on his back and the bald spot. Yeah, and he was very good at kicking goals sort of around the corner. So he did look a little bit like Lee. He's, look, it must be said he's still got it. Lewis has still got it. At least in Melbourne's team, he's really important <laughs> for them. Well, come on, that's that that's not harsh or anything, is it? He's really important to their side. He is, yeah. I reckon we'd still do, would do all right to have him. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. We didn't seem to pay him a lot of respect. Like, no, well, he, he had a he good got, game. He, got, he, he found a lot of space. He had he a lot of tag him out of it. He had something like thirty-one touches and two goals, so he did yeah, all he right. Played well, but uh, it wasn't like we sat on him. We sat on Petraga. We sat on Oliver. <laughs> we sat on who else didn't get a touch. Those guys, oh, Salem. Tim O'Brien sat on a few people, making those marks. (laughs) (laughs) I'm never letting it go, listeners. Never going to let it go. Uh, But look, Tiz, we have to. We have to move on. We have to look at round eight. Take on the Brisbane Lions at the University of Tasmania Stadium. 1.45pm Saturday. Now, first point here is, even Sydney beat Brisbane. Yes, yes, they did, and did it in fine style. So... What are we going to beat them by? And if we don't beat them, <laughs> mm. do we cut up the membership? <laughs> you keep on foreshadowing what I want to get to. <laughs> Just leave it. Cool your jets, all right? We'll get to it. Uh, look, I mean, I back us in. I mean, you know, we lost the streak last time we were in Tassie. That was that was going to happen at some point. To happen the way it did was bad. It was embarrassing. But we're playing a Brisbane outfit that doesn't look like they're too much chop. Um, yeah. Certainly being destroyed by Sydney. Well, we've won the last seven against Brisbane. Our yeah. only better records are against Carlton and um, Collingwood. I feel like it was a it was a tight game last year up up at the Gabba, wasn't it? I think Lewis had like forty one touches or something like that. Am I getting confused? Yeah, that was his three uh, hundredth, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. He polled all three votes. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows what it Brisbane side you come out? And then we w- ran away with it. In the yeah, last it was quarter. it was a strangely frustrating game. That yeah. one. It was weird to watch. I remember watching it quite vividly. Uh, now let's look at our ins and outs. So out of the side, we've got Birchall, 
coming mm-hmm. out through injury, a knee injury, and Sicily was indeed omitted. Yeah, obviously Nat that. Edwards had a big impact there. <laughs> well, I mean, he earned it, didn't he? The <laughs> oh. numbers don't lie. <laughs> he earned the drop. Okay. <laughs> what do you do? If he wants to stay in the team, he's got to perform. He's, he's on. He's on the emergencies, isn't he? Yeah. So oh, he's an emergency. Go. All right. We could have a laid out. Do you, do you reckon Cyril's going to go over? or <laughs> does, does Rioli play Tassie ever? That's a good question. I don't know. Yeah, I don't feel like he does. So, I mean, we'll just wait and see on that one. Sicily could be in the side yet. Uh, meanwhile, also coming into the side, we've got Ricky Henderson making his return. And uh, Tiz, I think that might be it. Is it? Uh, yeah, I think that... No, I'm pretty sure we had another Cyril. Oh. Uh, Oh, no. Oh, wow. Oh, here we go. <laughs> From McKillop Catholic Regional College, Werribee, taken number 50 in the 2009 National Draft. He's six foot seven, weighing in at 207 pounds. He's the second club saviour, the magpie slayer, Jack Tall Cyril Fitzpatrick. <laughs> He's already liked us once. He's not going to do it again. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you think this is just some cheap ploy to get a fave on Twitter? (laughs) At Hawk Talk Pod. (laughs) (laughs) That'll be good to see him out there. But it raises questions about the fitness of McAvoy, really. Well, it does a bit. I mean, But he has been tearing it up in the twos, so... He's, he yeah. was elevated to the list at about 5 o'clock. Yeah, that's right. And then he was playing the, our hand a yeah, little bit And there. then he was in the team at 6.20. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a nice little Thursday Fitzpatrick's had himself. But you raise a good point. I mean, what, this would suggest that McAvoy's underdone and having the year that he's having? Well, that doesn't just, seem to make they're sense. They're just looking to give him some cover against Martin. Yeah, well. Because Martin's a very good ruck. So there you go. McAvoy's had a huge workload last month, hasn't he? He really has. Jack Fitzpatrick comes into the side along with Ricky Henderson, and there you go. How about that? Tall Cyril's in the side. Are we going to read out the team? You want to read out the oh, side? Oh, you go for it. Okay. Have you got it in front of me? Yeah, so from the back line, we've got Hardwick, Frawley, Stratton, Ryan Burton, who must be doing very well in the Rising Star Awards, mm-hmm. uh, Gibson, Luke Hodge, Smith, Tom Mitchell, Billy Hartung, Luke Bruce. Tim O'Brien, who's now made himself the centre half forward, <laughs> he made himself the centre half forward. Well, he was. I bet you he, he wasn't there the, last week. He grabbed the magnet board. I bet he <laughs> wasn't named there last week. Okay. I'll probably be proved wrong. Jack Gunston at the half forward flank, and mm. then in the full forward line, we've got Poppy, Ruffy, and Cyril. Following in the ruck, we've got McAvoy, Liam Shields, Sean Burgoyne, mm-hmm. and the interchange is Jack Fitzpatrick. Daniel Howe, Will Langford, and Ricky Henderson. Now, I believe Shields is having a milestone this week. Am I right? With 150, that? isn't it? Yes, 150. Congratulations to Liam Shields. I know people are a bit critical of him for his game on the weekend, but. He's playing a shutdown role, so. I there think you go. His pressure acts were through the roof. So silence the so critics. So stuff you don't stuff you don't see at the ground or on telly. Yep. That was his game on the weekend. There you go. Still important as ever. So there's our side, Tiz. What do you make of our chances? Well, I mean, when you look at the Brisbane Lions, you've got to remember they don't have Dane Beams in there. Mm. They've lost Robertson, formerly mm. of uh, Carlton. What about Zane Dorco? <laughs> oh, the the, uh, the Dipper, Dipper monikered <laughs> Zane Dorco. I love it. That's uh, that's who he is now, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> it's never going the away. The great Dorco. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, we should we should be able to cover them. So uh, they're 
their confidence is lacking. But they'll they'll sense an opportunity with us. I mean, oh, Fagan sure. Fagan will have them up for the game. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> How much intel do we want to offload to other teams? I was thinking about this the other day. He's only been a friend of Clarko for twenty years. I'm sure there won't be any <laughs> kind of rivalry in the boxes at all. Doesn't have anything up his sleeve about how Clarko <laughs> might work. But I mean, oh, he's playing it down in the paper today. He's like, oh, he I won't would. have any advantage. No advantage knowing the game plan. It's probably changed by now. <laughs> uh, got a bit of a secret for you, Fagan. <laughs> Stick to your guns on that one, mate. You might do okay. Uh, mate, it's award season. You want to get into awards? I know you've been hanging out for this. It's yeah. time to get to it. All right, the inaugural Whinging Toff Award. And this has got nothing to do with either of us. It doesn't have to do with the MCC members or... or the, oh, in, a, in a roundabout way, it might. Or the, or the number of appeals that... Uh, <laughs> I mean, they really, they, they did a hell of a lot of appeals. You'd think they were a cricket team, the Melbourne oh, Football Club. Yeah. yeah, it was shocking to see. Uh, we've, I, I want to preface this with a tweet from Stuart, who says, No one sooks better than the entitled Melbourne supporting elite. And the news that came out this week, this is quite, uh, it's quite profound. A Melbourne fan was absolutely furious with the loss to Hawthorne, as I, as I pointed out, many were. This one fan actually sent a letter to the club. <laughs> he didn't send it straight to the club, did he? Well, he, he sent it sort of care of yeah. to get to uh, Simon Goodwin, along with his membership, which was cut to pieces. Classic. The letter has been doing the rounds on Twitter, and it's really rather amusing. Now, I have it here, Tiz. Uh, I'm just going to go through some choice highlights. People have questioned whether or not a Melbourne supporter actually typed this letter at all. Have you seen this? But it's riddled with poor grammar and punctuation, so I can believe it's authentic. <laughs> Now, here's some choice quotes. I've been a member for the majority of the last 25 years. What majority would that be? When you were losers or when you were losers? Like, what what portion of that 25 years would you pick if you're a Melbourne supporter? All that says is, I'm entitled. Continue. <laughs> All right, it continues. Uh, I'm fed up with watching Hawthorne fearlessly dominate us and will never put myself or my family through another Hawthorne-Melbourne game again live ever. They and no other club respect us. They all know this club will crumble in battle. No one fears us. Well, we feared them in 96 when they all voted for the merger. But anyway. <laughs> well, I mean, no one's feared them for a long time. That's a fair point. Uh, At least the fans have some semblance of self-awareness to recognise that. <laughs> Credit them with that much. Come on, they, they they beat us last year, hands down. That's why Geordie went there. Oh, really? That that was the deciding That's factor? That's what he says. <laughs> Does he? Yeah. Oh, wow. How he fickle. After we lost to them and they ran us off our feet, that I felt Melbourne were the one if I was going to leave Hawthorne. Oh, I'm disappointed to hear that. That is, that is so fickle. That's His hair looks good now, by the way. Did you notice? To what, Lewis? Yeah. Yeah, a few people taking a few pot shots on Twitter. But anyway, we'll move on. Uh, the letter continues. We are fed up with the promise of what the team will produce every time they play, how they will make the supporters proud. I'm not proud of this club and the excuses and promises after every loss. Oh. What do you want them to come out and say when they lose? Um, <laughs> it's turned to shit and we're going nowhere? Yeah, they, you- well, there was a couple of years where they just trotted out Jack Watts as the excuse, but uh, <laughs> they don't even have that anymore. No. Now, it continues. Your inept selection on Sunday and preparation is unforgivable. I would like a full refund out of your own pocket for my membership and not from the clubs. This is directed to Simon Goodwin. Yeah. From now on, I'm just a barracker, not a supporter. Wow. Thank you so very much. All right. Now, I want to give... Now, what he should have written. If I was, <laughs> okay. was going to rewrite this letter, it yeah. would be, Gorn went down... 
with a back injury yeah. in the preseason, yet you left him as lone ruckman. Yeah. While Spencer was in the VFL tearing it up, why didn't you play two ruckman? Mm. Gorn may not have done his terrible injury that keeps him out for ten weeks, yeah. and then you bring Spencer in and you lose two ruckman in two weeks, and of course you lose both games, and now you're running around with. What's his name? Well, Peterson. Exactly. <laughs> if they ever yell out, go pedo in the crowd again, <laughs> I might have to just walk out because I could not believe I it. I didn't realise that was happening. Unbelievable. Oh, it's Just the embarrassing... Oh. <laughs> the and then on Tuesday, <laughs> Richmond turn up without any children's checks and they're denied access to the school. <laughs> you know... Terrible jokes. Mate, but that, <laughs> mate, that was nothing to do with children checks. Richmond rocked up to the school and the school principal said, mate, we want something that's going to inspire the kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, uh, Dustin Martin was there. What's not inspirational about <laughs> Dusty? Oh, if a mate. bloke like that can be successful, hands down. <laughs> well, yeah, that is in its perverse way mind, inspirational. Mind you, I wouldn't mind seeing him in a Hawthorne. Jumper. Yeah, but anyway, so Dusty, if you're listening, please yeah. come on. And, and come we, on get a, we get a little bit of a preview of someone who might be coming to Hawthorne at the end of this year, this week. Yeah, that's right. But that's, right. But that's what I would have said because I, I do feel Melbourne have erred terrifically badly in their ruck selections. That's and I know very a true. lot of supporters are terribly angry about that mismanagement. Completely fair. That is completely 100% fair. They're vulnerable and yet, to and that. And who does this bloke go for? He goes for the jugular on one particular player. He does, right? So I didn't mention that. Yeah, we're you, getting do, to it. Do you have the name? On- J. Kennedy Harris. Well, of course. That's the problem. J. Kennedy Harris has done nothing for two weeks. Oh. I mean, how shocking is that? <laughs> two weeks. It's <laughs> funny. Melbourne haven't done anything for 20 years. <laughs> yeah, but the best part is, what did Goodwin do this week? He dropped <laughs> J. Kennedy Harris. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yes. People power has spoken, Tiz. <laughs> You got to give the people what they want. Yeah. This so this bloke is um, he's starting a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! To influence Goodwin every week because oh. uh, he doesn't have an in anymore. He can't keep sending his membership in. Well, it, well, that's right. He cut it up. There was photo evidence. Like it circulated photo evidence of this letter and the cut up membership. Well is, done, is Melbourne online. PR department. I. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Who did take the photo? I never did find that out. Dropping the ball like the Western Bulldogs at the oh, Melbourne PR lovely. department. Yes. It's sort of a double dry fire, that yeah. one. Uh, there was a return address given, Tiz. Uh, can't quite make out the handwriting. Something, something, Mount Buller. Oh, uh, really? <laughs> yeah. What, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> Who already, would have thought a Melbourne supporter would be up there? Already in the uh, in the chalet. <laughs> exactly right. Exactly right. Now, award season, we're not quite done. Oh, we're still going. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like a Brownlow medal night. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, we need a break, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, back to you, Bruce. <laughs> yeah, all right. So, this is a story I read today, the time of recording. Uh, now, this is the inaugural Disney Villain Award. <laughs> Do you have any idea what this might be about? Uh, no. It's about my, my least favourite team in the competition, North Melbourne. Oh, all right. The, the North Melbourne Football Club has revealed a master plan to expand its Arden Street headquarters, almost tripling in size, and acquiring land, including the Lost Dogs home. Can you believe it? They've just gone, screw you, we're taking your land, we're expanding this footy club. We don't have the members or the support to do it. I mean, geez, North, you might want to think about well, clocking 40,000 members before be you do something fair, like that. To be fair, they've been signing a lot of those dogs up. 
as members for many years oh, now. Oh, so many pet memberships. They've probably bought the property that many times <laughs> over. Well, Tiz, in other news, there's new North Melbourne merchandise available made from real Dalmatian. Lovely fur coats. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, North Melbourne, you've crossed the line into Disney villainy. Well, what is this? Taking down the lost dogs home. Yeah, Get well, they've got guys. Sean Higgins in the team. He's a lost dog. <laughs> very good, very good. Thank uh, you. Now, now Tiz, I, I'd be, it'd be remiss of me to ask, because I know how I went this week with my anti-fantasy team. Oh, goodness. How have you okay. been going with well, your fantasy team? I better team? look it up then. All right, I'll, fantasy, I'll get mine as well. My fantasy team, just over 2,000. Ooh, okay. Well, you beat me, so you'll be glad to know Thank that. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's it, isn't it? It's, there's going to come a time. Where if you ever beat me, I'm just giving up. <laughs> I reckon it might happen. <laughs> I, unfortunately for me, I seem to be doing better every week. I can't stop it. It's like... <laughs> Momentum has shifted and I can't stop surpassing my totals every week. Okay. Now, for anyone who isn't aware of this concept, the anti-fantasy team is my AFL fantasy team where I basically choose the worst players every week. I try to try to achieve lowest score and the lowest rank of the entire competition. Now, let's look here. Round seven, I ended up with, this is, this is my highest, 1,601. How did you get there? Because I, who was your captain this week? Darcy Garner is once again my captain. I didn't, I didn't switch him out. But he ended up with 100. What are you doing? He already got a 70. Well, what do I do this week? Because he plays for the Lions. Is he going to do any good this week? Or well, it's I... all going to be at their end, hopefully. <laughs> oh, well, okay. Well, yeah, that's true. I mean, Neville Jetta got 53. So he right. played against us last weekend. So I was happy with that. Sam Rowe, 24. I'm just picking some, you know, some Sam choice Rose cuts been here. Bottoming out for a while. Billy Smets had 26, which is good. So these are good numbers. <laughs> then as we scroll down, it starts getting pretty dire because typical me. Did you get Jared White? Typical me and my Jared hatred White? for North oh. Melbourne. The second Jared White was available, I pushed him into my team. <laughs> <laughs> he dominated. He's he, got a hundred. He was unbelievable. He, he just destroyed Adelaide and now, almost single-handedly in that yeah, first quarter. But he's been outed by the tribunal for the next week, so I've got to trade him out. <laughs> I mean, come on! It's I, I, you know, the, the highs and lows of Jared Waite are just unbelievable, aren't they? It's just it, he he all he wants is book rights. That fella. That's <laughs> all he's playing for. Um, so, I, look, serious changes need to be made, starting with weight because he's not playing. That was an incredible game too. I mean, 64 oh, to naught. Because like, I, I was taking a break from my work and I went to the pub and to watch the start of that game and have lunch. Did never expect to see that. I mean, jeez. <laughs> I don't know what they were thinking, Adelaide, but... Oh, they must I guess have been a gale to one end, surely. I can't explain think, it otherwise. What, do you think a wind is well, worth was in 64 Hobart. to nil? It was in Hobart. Well, yeah, I don't know if it's worth that much in terms of the score line, but something was going on. But yeah, plenty of changes to make. Um, so you'd be glad to know you're on top once again, Tiz. Hey, hey. Well, what are we going to finish off with? Well, I oh, think oh, I think it's the much much anticipated, <laughs> and I imagine very difficult to to create <laughs> rant yeah, against the Brisbane Lions, who have never played in a final and never really. <laughs> I mean, what do you say? Like, there's just nothing about Brisbane that's exciting at the moment. Um, I guess the only thing I really have against Brisbane, yeah, is that when we wanted Lee Matthews, they came and got him. 
That's right. about it. <laughs> okay. Well, you, well, that didn't As feature. Coach. Yeah, that didn't feature in my rant. Oh, good. So I wouldn't want to pre... Well, that's all right. I've got one locked and loaded. I wouldn't want to preview what you've got there. No, don't spoil it, because here we go. Listen up, Lions. This Saturday at the University of Tasmania Stadium, you've got Football 101. You've got 22 of the best professors who will give you a lesson you'll never forget. <laughs> the mighty fighting Hawks. And here's how it's going to go down. We're going to do some times tables. Yeah. What's 6 times 6? You're losing margin minimum. Moving on to some addition. What's 19 and 1? Our recent record at our Tasmanian <laughs> Fortress. Thank you very much. And lastly, how about a little subtraction? What's Brisbane minus Tom Rockcliffe? Well, wait and see. I bet his CV's on the way to the Rico Centre right now. <laughs> see, he wants to play at a club that breeds success. You guys, you've got nothing going on. You can't even keep Taylor Harris. She took one season, literally the only season she's had, to decide she's not buying what you're selling. As for your fans, how are they meant to get around players when they jog onto the ground exiting the mouth of a giant inflatable lion? What's it meant to symbolise when they eventually leave the stadium? That they've come out the other end? That's just gross. And besides, you're only telling us what we already know, Brisbane. Your players are shit. Oh. And if you're looking for a real match day experience, Hawthorne's going to give you one. Saturday, 1.45pm at the University of Tasmania Stadium. We're taking you to school. And mark my words, when they sound the final siren, Brisbane's out forever. Brisbane's blown to pieces. Did they really exit out of a line? They did. You look it up. I think they brought it in 2015 for their home games. <laughs> they have a giant inflatable line and they exit through its jaws. Like a paddle pop line. Well, yeah, close enough. Well, yeah, well, that's, well that, that's what their icon looks like, isn't it? Well, basically. Line. I think that was their idea in lieu of like, they, they were not able to have actual lions on the ground. So oh, they, they checked. They were disallowed. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's a story. Hit us up on Twitter. OHNS. Well, bloody hell. Yeah, it's pretty bad, isn't it? <laughs> As threats go to the crowd. Well, yeah. Well, elephants, lions, whatever. <laughs> Well, yeah. Uh, at Hawk Talk Pod is where you want to head. Hit us up with your questions, comments, rate and review us on iTunes. Do all that good stuff. Tiz, I think that might be it for this episode. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the game this weekend. So am I. I won't get to watch it, unfortunately. I'll be in Canberra. Oh, great. I have to live tweet. That'll be fabulous. <laughs> you do. You do. So there you go, guys. Jump on Twitter. And you get, uh, you get Tiz live tweeting the game. Yeah. It'd be far less cynical and negative than I am, so don't worry about that. Or should I not make any promises? No, make promises. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Well, there you go. So follow the game along with Tiz. It's 1.45 uh, Saturday, Saturday afternoon. And are we getting Taylor Harris or Tom Rockcliffe? Why not both? <laughs> Give him a bit of the old El Paso. <laughs> Jump on both. All right, that's going to do us. We are a happy team at Hawthorne.